I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Your brain needs to feel a bit stressed sometimes. I know, you're thinking, whoa, 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 Nicole. We all know stress is bad for our health. Yes and no. In this episode of the Bold Life Podcast, I'll explain why a little bit of stress is actually good for you and can also help you solve your procrastination problem. Let's dive in. We've all heard a million times that stress is bad for your health. Even on this podcast, I talk about how stress can impact your body, leading to things like poor sleep, tension, headaches, stomach problems, even weight gain, and how it can impact your mind makes your brain less efficient, you're more easily distracted, and stress can even impact your memory. But here's the thing. Your brain needs a certain level of stress to function at its best. There's an optimal level of stress for your brain, and the answer isn't zero stress. Think about the last time you went on vacation or felt that you had all the day's stress just slipping away. You're relaxing on a beach, enjoying a good book or some cocktails, soaking up some rays, or maybe hiding under an umbrella if your skin hates the sun as much as mine does. And it feels pretty awesome, right? The stress melts off your shoulders, you take a big sigh, and you just relax. But have you ever noticed after a few days, you start to feel a little antsy? You're laying on the beach and it's not feeling that much fun anymore. You're looking for things to do, trying out new water sports, exploring, or you're starting to check your phone and your email again. Or maybe you just took the weekend off and you binge Netflix for three days. It was fun at first, right? And relaxing. But after a while, you started to feel off, maybe a bit restless, bored, and you're looking for something else to do. That's because your brain needs a certain amount of stimulation or stress to function well. Here's another example. Have you ever had a project that wasn't due for a while or one that really didn't have a deadline? Maybe a report that was due next month or a presentation that wasn't scheduled for a few weeks. Lots of my own work falls into this category. Most of my deadlines as a small business owner, I actually set for myself. Yes, I have some things that need to get done every week, like recording podcast episodes and making social media posts, but lots of my stuff doesn't really have a deadline. Right now, I'm working on a new online course that's focused on how to increase your productivity at work, but I have no real deadline for it. Yes, I'd love to have it ready for September. Stay tuned for more details, but I don't have a hard and fast deadline. When we don't have deadlines, it's really easy to procrastinate, right? You don't feel that push, that motivation, that incentive. It's easy to say, eh, I'll work on it tomorrow. But as that deadline starts to get closer, you start to feel more stress and pressure, right? You start to think about, okay, how am I actually going to get this done? What needs to happen? And you feel that motivation go up until the deadline gets too tight and you've procrastinated for too long. Then that pressure turns to stress 
overwhelm, and the anxiety of not feeling like you have enough time. Sound familiar? There's a famous study by two researchers called Yerkes and Dodson who found that when it comes to your brain, zero stress is not good, but too much stress is also a problem. These researchers found that when it comes to doing your best, you need to picture an upside down U on a graph. On the bottom of this graph is stress. The stress increases the farther you go across the chart. On the side going up is productivity. Your productivity gets better the higher you go. So we start with this upside down U, starting on the bottom left, that corner of the upside down U, where you have no stress and no pressure, but you also have no productivity because your brain doesn't have enough motivation. Here's where you're likely to feel bored, to lack energy and excitement. Here's where you're on day five of a vacation where you're starting to feel antsy again, or when you have that project that's not due for six months. Low pressure or stress actually makes it hard for your brain to get motivated. We need a little bit of oomph, something to push you to take action. At the far right of the graph is another problematic zone. That's the other tip of that upside down U, where you have really high pressure and also low productivity. And I'm sure you've been here before. Your boss throws a last minute project at you and you're feeling stressed to the max. You're rushing to get it done, feeling super overwhelmed and burnt out, and you know you're not performing your best. If you ever struggled with exam anxiety when you were younger, it's the same idea. If you get too stressed, the more likely you are not to do your best. When our stress levels are too high, our brains don't function at their best. And that's because the stress uses up a ton of resources. Your brain's going a million miles a minute. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. I can't do this. I'm never going to get this project done on time. And that body stress happens. Your body reacts to that tension with stomach problems, poor sleep, muscle tension, headaches. And the result is you have no resources left to focus, to problem solve, to perform at your best. At the high end of the stress curve, you're more likely to make mistakes, to miss things because your mind can't focus and your memory is shot, and to not clearly think through problems, which leads to worse outcomes. So the sweet spot is right in the middle, where there's enough stress and pressure that your brain kicks your butt into gear to start working, no more procrastination or feeling bored, but not so much stress you feel overwhelmed. You want to hit the top of that upside down U right in the ideal spot of just enough pressure to feel motivated, but not so much pressure you feel overwhelmed, that's where your productivity is going to be at its best. That's where the research says you do your best work. And I'm sure you found this too, where you felt like you were in your groove, where you felt good, you're working and you're being productive and you're enjoying it. You're not bored or overwhelmed. You're right in that sweet spot. So how do you find this stress sweet spot? Well, let's start with problem one. You're stuck at the bottom. You're lacking motivation and pressure. Strategy number one, make deadlines for yourself. Deadlines work great to boost motivation and to stop procrastination. And I use this all the time in my own business. Even when tasks don't have real deadlines, I make them. I put them in my schedule so I know this is the deadline I've given myself to have this project done. And here's the important part. I stick to it. If you make deadlines, but you don't stick to them, it's not going to work. Your brain's going to know there's no real pressure. You need to set those deadlines and stick to them to build that pressure for your brain so you get your button gear and get to work. 
Strategy number two, if you're at this bottom end of the low motivation curve, mix it up and take breaks. If you've been working on something for a while and find your motivation fizzling, then your brain probably needs a break to get that drive back. Try working on something fun for a few minutes. Watch a few funny cat videos, check your email, go for a walk, but make sure you set time limits on these breaks too. Taking breaks gets your brain out of that energy slump and can boost your motivation. Strategy three, if you're lacking motivation, give yourself a reward. I love rewards and I talk about them all the time because they work so great for your brain. Your brain is super motivated by rewards, actually more motivated by rewards than it is by punishments. Rewards send this rush of happy neurotransmitters throughout your brain that says, woohoo, this feels awesome. Let's keep going. And those rewards can be small, something to look forward to. Maybe it's leaving earlier if you have that luxury in your job. This one works great for me. The faster I finish my work, the faster I can go home and be with my family. Or maybe it's taking a break to do something fun after you've got that task done. When you're on the bottom of that motivation curve, you need to pump your brain up by adding some stress, motivation, pressure, whatever you want to call it, to get your brain in gear. Goals, deadlines, and rewards work great at this end of the curve. Problem two, you're under too much pressure. Your brain's not working at its best anymore. You're at the opposite end of that curve. What do you do in that place? Strategy one, see if there's anything you can change in your circumstances to take some of that pressure off. Maybe you were given a big project with a short deadline, for example. Can you offload some of that work? Ask someone to help you out. Are there parts of that project that would be good to do, but they're not necessary? Can you save those for the end if you have extra time? Can you even maybe get that deadline extended? Then break that task down into steps. It'll be way less overwhelming for your brain. Even saying, I'm going to take it 15 minutes at a time. Okay, I'm going to work on this part of the project for 15 minutes. Then I'm going to move on to the next 15 minutes. When we work step-by-step like this, when we break tasks down, when we go step-by-step, 15 minutes or half an hour at a time working, it feels way less overwhelming for our brain rather than saying, oh my gosh, I have this huge task that needs to get done. If we break it down and go one step at a time, it's way more motivating. Your brain is going to go back, not be totally overwhelmed at the end of that stress you back and closer to the middle where you feel that optimum level of motivation to get the job done. Strategy two, if you're at that far end of the motivation curve, feeling totally overwhelmed. Again, strategy two is to take breaks. Remember how many resources your brain is using up when you feel overwhelmed and stressed out. Taking a break can free up some of those mental resources, can calm your body and mind, even something like going for a short walk, a few minutes outside. Being outside is actually a great way to calm that stress response in your body. Bonus, if you can stand around some trees, there's some pretty good research on the benefits of nature for reducing our stress and that feeling of overwhelm and helping us get more done and be more productive. Strategy number three, if you're at that far end of the stress curve, feeling totally overwhelmed right now, it's tanking your productivity. Remind yourself that the world will not end if you don't do this perfectly. Trust me, this is where your brain is going when you're in that high stress, high pressure mode. You're thinking, if I don't finish this, I'll get fired. I'll upset my boss or my colleagues. I'll let someone down. I'll be a failure. All those worst case scenarios are running through your mind. But here's the thing. Chances are those worst case outcomes aren't actually true. 
They're not going to happen. And if it is, if the worst case happens and you do lose your job, remind yourself, you're a strong and competent person and you can figure out the next steps. Chances are, like I said, those stories aren't going to be true and you can handle it. Remind yourself of that. You have your own unique style when it comes to handling stress and pressure. And that style determines which strategies work best for you when it comes to getting things done. Take my free stress personality quiz. You'll get personalized tips based on your unique style to help you feel less overwhelmed, more in control, and even more productive. Head to drnicolebyers.com forward slash quiz to get started. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash quiz. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Bold Life. Okay, let's do a quick recap of what you learned in this episode. You learned that when it comes to your brain, no stress is actually not the ideal point. When you're not having any stress or pressure at all, it can lead to boredom, feeling lazy, and unmotivated. But too much stress leads to overwhelm, worry, and low productivity. We want to find a happy medium where the stress level, the pressure is enough to keep you motivated so you stop procrastinating, but not so much you want to hide under your bed. And I showed you three strategies to use if you're feeling not enough pressure and three strategies to use if you're feeling too much pressure so you can get back to that healthy middle and get the most out of your day. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 